Hey, welcome to Teb's Talks, the Prometheus podcast. If you want to check out more of the things I do, head to jasontebs.com. What is up, everybody? It is Teb's Talks, the premier useless podcast. I am your host, as always, Jason Tebbs, and today is part four of my look into different social medias, what they're doing, where I think they're going, the good, the bad, the ugly, about every single one of them. I've already done Be Real, I've done Instagram, I've done LinkedIn. Today we are doing TikTok, the kids' clock dance app, or at least that's what people call it uh, when they're talking about it in jest. Now, for the longest time, I was like, nah, I'm not going to get TikTok. I don't think I am part of the in crowd that's going to be using TikTok. It's, you know, I thought it was just an app for teenagers and kids. Well, the pandemic happened. My wife got it. She was enjoying it. I decided to get it. And I will say, at this time, TikTok is probably my favorite social media-esque app. Now, it's not like traditional social media by any stretch of the imagination. It's not like Instagram. It's not like Twitter. It's not like Facebook where, you know, you follow your friends and your friends follow you. Now, technically, you can follow your friends on there, but how the interaction and how the timeline works is is wildly different. Now, TikTok, for those of you that don't know, is a platform where people can upload videos. Uh, it used to be that they were capped at like, I believe 30 seconds, then they upped it to a minute. Now they've upped it to three minutes. And I think they're beta testing 10 minute videos up to 10 minute videos on TikTok. And what happens is as a consumer of the application, you will go on to TikTok and you will land on one of two timelines. Now the default timeline is called the for you page. And then there is the following page. So the Let's start with the following page because it, it's more, more similar to other social media platforms. The following page will show you only videos from accounts that you follow. Now, the thing with TikTok is everything is algorithm based. So it's not like you're seeing a, a chronologic timeline of videos that your friends have posted. They are in an algorithmic order. They are served to you. You're, you're never choosing what you're going to consume next. So what happens is you're watching a video on your phone in a vertical aspect ratio, and then you flick up, some might call it flicking down, but you drag your finger from the bottom of the screen to the top of the screen. So you flick up to the next one. Uh, and then it's just another video that you're then consuming. Now, obviously you can, you can scroll on to the next one whenever you want, but it's not like YouTube where I am looking at video titles and thumbnails and accounts that created the video and deciding, ah, is this something I want to watch? Everything is curated and served to you on TikTok. Now, I have railed other social media platforms for having an an algorithm-driven timeline. I railed Instagram for it. I railed, uh, I'm going to rail Twitter for it. Um, When I go more of a deep dive into Twitter, Facebook, I'm going to... The reason that TikTok can get away with it is one, it's always been that way. It's not like there was a timeline that was just chronological, that was just your friends, and then they replaced it with this algorithm. It has always been an algorithm. The other reason that they can get away with it is it just matches the style of the platform. Again, because that's how it started. It started as this platform and will continue to be this platform where it's it's kind of like 
a gamble of, okay, what video is going to come next? Now, everything's obviously going to land within their content guidelines, so it's not like you're going to get randomly porn or something, but you don't know what video is going to come next. So there is that little bit of excitement about it. So the For You page, what that is, is the algorithm kind of understands what videos you generally like, and so you end up getting more of those videos. At that point, you will be on different what people call parts of TikTok. Like when I go on to TikTok and I'm watching videos, I'll get like golf related content and I'll get a lot of food related content. My wife on the other hand is not getting golf related content, is not getting food related content. So I could say, oh yeah, I found myself in what's called golf talk or food talk or comedy stand-up comedy talk, like people kind of give those generic nicknames, they just add talk at the end of of whatever genre of videos they're getting served. So I'll get like stand-up comedians, I'll get uh, people playing golf and golf-related things, um, I'll get like food-related things, but my wife's not seeing that. Because those haven't been the videos that my wife has like engaged in, so the algorithm's not serving them to her, but they're serving them to me. So two people can be on TikTok and have wildly, wildly different experiences on this For You page. And me and my wife have plenty of overlap or we'll be like, oh yeah, I did see that video that you saw or um, oh yeah, I, I just watched that video you were talking about the other day. So there is some commonality at least between me and my wife because we have a, a similar humor and oftentimes we're watching TikToks together. So the algorithm kind of serves us up similar things. But I've seen and heard of, of experiences where one person's describing something from TikTok and their friend who also uses TikTok has no clue what they're talking about. And they're like, what? what is going on? The other interesting thing is there are a couple of creators on the TikTok platform that are like the faces of, of TikTok. Uh, they're the D'Amelio sisters. And they got really big, you know, doing trending dances and they're young. I mean, I don't think they're still, I think at least one of them still a teenager. I don't know. But they started when they were teenagers. They're right around the ages of 17, 18, 19, I think now. Um, but they got really big on the application and they're still really big on the application. They're like huge names in the TikTok world, but I have not once seen one of the D'Amelio sisters land on my timeline. That's just because the algorithm's like, this guy's not going to care to see anything from the D'Amelio sisters. So I'm not being served any of that content. So that's why I like TikTok so much is because it's kind of freaky how well the algorithm's like, this guy's going to like this video because he's sat and engaged with other videos that are very similar to it and have had a very similar audience um, engaging with this content. Now, let's, let's quickly go through some of the downsides to TikTok because if anybody asks me should I get TikTok I straight up tell them no it is incredibly addictive it you will end up wasting hours upon hours on it most of all it is a Chinese owned company and a Chinese owned application and they say, oh, the U.S. arm of it is, you know, they're not sending any data to China. Like, there's a separate U.S. arm. They don't send any of that data back. And you're like, come on. Come on. That's got to be a load of crap. And then it was revealed, oh, well, there were some admins on the Chinese side that were able to get 
get to and see and extract all the data from the U.S. arm of TikTok. And look, if, if you don't trust the Chinese government, I wouldn't suggest getting the TikTok application. Now, some people might have heard of the company Tencent. They are also a Chinese company and they own a ton of stuff. They are a massive company. They own stuff like League of Legends. I don't think people get so weary about you know, Tencent and owning League of Legends because it was at first an American-owned company that started League of Legends and just a Chinese conglomerate and uh, what are they called, like holding company owns it at large. But I think, you know, most of what goes on is still in-house America. And Tencent owns a ton of things, just a ton of things. The thing is, TikTok was always an application owned and made by a Chinese company, if I'm not mistaken, or at the very least, like very early on, a Chinese company got a hold of TikTok and ran with it. It was, it used to be called Musical.ly and it was, it started out with people like dancing and lip syncing to music. So if you're somebody like my brother-in-law, he was like, I downloaded TikTok for one day, realized how much time I wasted on it. And I was like, this isn't good for me. Also, I don't trust the Chinese government. I didn't want that application on my phone. I, he bets it's tracking him. I wouldn't be surprised if TikTok is tracking me. I'm kind of one of those people where it's like, look, not that I don't have anything to hide from the Chinese government. Sure, I'd rather not the Chinese government have anything on my phone, but also it's like, but man, I'm getting so much entertainment from this application. It is like the perfect ADHD brain hold your attention and keep you there application because every flick to the next video is that gamble. It's like that roulette, roulette wheel. Am I going to find something amazing or am I going to find something that's trash? And it only takes one banger video out of swiping past like 50 to just keep you coming back and keep you coming back. And the fact that, again, it is wholly dictated by an algorithm. Algorithms on every social media platform are set up to keep you on that platform for as long as possible, which is why I don't tell people to get TikTok. If you aren't already using it, I wouldn't suggest it. You're just going to end up wasting so much time on it. It is so good at just sinking its talons into you and drawing you in and keeping you there. But it is so incredibly fun. So let's go to some of like the positives of TikTok. I wouldn't forget these negatives, but I didn't want to be holistically negative on these episodes. I feel like I've been incredibly negative on these social media episodes. So let's let's talk about some of the fun things and some of the good that has come out of TikTok. There have been people that have found massive dis massive success being discovered on TikTok. The D'Amelio sisters, for example, who I couldn't care less about. Uh, but there's another lady. Her tag is Call Me Chris. Um, and she's found a lot of success. And she's been able to make a career out of making these TikToks. Uh, there's another guy named Brody Wellmaker. He's found a lot of success making these TikToks. TikTok is the best application that if you want to get discovered, I would utilize TikTok. Because YouTube, people are choosing what video they're going to click on. So YouTube, it's really hard to break free, or not break free, break through in the YouTube sphere. The discoverability isn't as good on YouTube. Now, YouTube's better than other platforms, but if you want to get discovered, do it on TikTok because the algorithm is serving videos to people. Now, I post on TikTok. I post a lot of TikToks. 
my videos always land around 250 views. And 250 views is the point where the algorithm's like, okay, not a whole ton of people are like really engaging in this content. And I don't know what exactly metrics they use to measure engagement and what like causes a video to go viral and get spread to more people. I'm not 100% sure on that. I did a little experiment recently where I released five different videos. Um, and I, in each video, I was like, hey, do this and only this. So one was like, hey, only like the video, but don't comment, don't share it. The other one was only comment on the video, don't give it any likes, uh, don't give it any shares. The other one was only share the video, don't like on it, don't comment. So each of these five videos had like one specific task and I wanted to see if one video did like marginally and statistically better than the other videos. And then I could kind of get a peek into, okay, the algorithm pushes this number, the number of likes, the number of shares, the number of comments. And if you if you can push engagement that way, that'll boost your videos. Now, all the videos got around 250 views, so I didn't find any sort of solid conclusion other than it doesn't look like one, making videos saying, hey, I'm doing a TikTok experiment. Can you follow these instructions? One, those don't do very well. And two, it doesn't look like any of those tasks, at least for me, are what drives engagements in my videos. But I have had one video that's about 150,000 views. And I was talking about my experience with the American healthcare system and how my health insurance denied a, what are they called? Not rhinoplasty, because that's like when you're just getting a nose job. Maybe it is called rhinoplasty. But I need surgery on my nose because nothing in my nose is straight or correct. Um, and so I need to get all that fixed up in there. I have a super deviated septum. And my insurance were like was like, nope. And the surgeon was like, uh, this guy really needs it. And my insurance was like, nope. So I was just telling that story. And it caught traction. And it has about 150,000 views. And it has about 150,000 more views than my next most popular video. And that's just probably something where people engage with it more because they're like, oh, I also have a crappy experience with the American healthcare system. So, you know, what happened to this guy? It's something people can connect to. Now, 150,000 views is a pittance on TikTok. But that one went, in my, in my case, for me, it went viral. And, every, and I did it months and months and months ago. And every now and then I'll still get a notification saying, somebody commented on this video. Somebody liked this video. You know, that, that one that I posted months ago about the American healthcare system. I wouldn't be able to have any video come anywhere close to 150,000 views on any other platform. I would not. But because everything's algorithm driven, you're not choosing what video comes next. You really have the best chance of getting discovered on TikTok. Now, once you're discovered... TikTok is an awful app to actually like sustain a career with because how they pay out their creators is a sucky sucky method and it has a similar method to like Instagram and it has a similar method to Spotify where TikTok says okay we're gonna dedicate I don't know a billion dollars to pay out creators in like America and what happens is of all the people that are eligible to make money they say okay you had 2% of the views out of all these people. You had 2% of the views this month. You're going to get 2% of that pie. Now, the problem is, as TikTok gets more and more popular, that pie isn't growing. But the amount of people 
that are taking a piece of that pie is growing and growing. So if a million views used to constitute 2% of that pie, well, next month, you might have to do a million and a half views just to get 2%. And the next month, you might need to do uh, 3 million views just to get 2% of the pie, right? I'm just throwing out numbers here, but you get the point. As TikTok's getting more popular, there are more people watching. There are also more people creating content and eligible to get some of that payout. But TikTok isn't adding anything more to that creator fund, yet they're making more and more and more money. Spotify does the same thing and it's really rough for creators because they're like well now I have to like double or triple my views just to get the same amount of money I used to be getting so they can't reasonably rely on that revenue from TikTok it's called the creator fund so if you actually want to monetize your audience and really make a career out of it you have to do that other ways now let's go back to call me Chris who is one of my favorite uh, creators on the platform. She's in Canada, and Canada cannot join the Creator Fund. Fund, So she actually gets zero money from TikTok. But how has she made a career out of making TikToks? Jason, you said this is her career, is creating TikToks. Well, she, one, gets brand deals. So a brand might come to her and say, hey, can you make a TikTok promoting our brand? Cool, she can get a payout that way. That's a fantastic way for her to make money. The other thing is she is desperately trying to push her audience to other platforms where she can get a better payout, namely like YouTube and Twitch. YouTube and Twitch are actually fantastic ways to sustain a career. They have fantastic monetary policies and systems for creators to get paid for the content they're creating. The downside to YouTube and Twitch is the discoverability sucks. So that's why I say you use TikTok to be discovered, but eventually you're gonna have to drive that traffic elsewhere because YouTube, the ads are directly on your video. So YouTube can say exactly like, you made this amount of money specifically from your videos. Your videos directly contribute to X amount of money. So on YouTube, yes, you double your views, In theory, it's not a perfect science. You double how much you make. Because YouTube's like, yeah, let's say say a company pays us $10 for a thousand views. So my video, if I am, if I'm part of the YouTube partner program, let's say my video gets a thousand dollars. That means YouTube got paid $10 from these brands that served ads on my videos. So YouTube, with that $10, is going to say, okay, Jason, you get 55% of that, and we're going to keep 45. I believe it's a 55-45 split. So that means I'm like, sweet, I got $5.50. If I want to make $11, I'm going to double my views. And so I make better content, and it gets double the views, and so I get double the money. And the great thing about YouTube, YouTube is another platform that's just growing and growing and growing, and they're you know, there are so many people watching YouTube getting more and more views as possible. But that doesn't mean the person next to me or the next person to come in is going to diminish how much money I could potentially earn. I actually want other creators to be on YouTube. And I want other creators to be able to make a living on YouTube because they're going to drive more viewers to YouTube. And as creators, if together we can drive more people to watch YouTube, 
then we all can make more money. Where on TikTok, you almost don't want more people to be part of the creator fund because that means your slice of the pie, that's a fixed amount because TikToks only say, hey, we're only allocating $2 billion to pay people out year over year, but they're making, you know, more and more money. They're not growing that creator fund. At some point, it becomes like, I don't want more people to have access to this pie because it means I'm going to get less overall and it's less sustainable for the creators. Now, the other great thing about TikTok is if you want to know what all of like the pop culture trends that are going on and what, you know, Gen Z and Gen Alpha, if those are, you know, what they're called and if you call them by those names, if you want to know what they're doing and what they're going on with, like it's on TikTok. Now, the your algorithm probably won't serve you the same videos and the same kind of culture that the teenagers of today are getting served because I highly doubt teenagers of today are getting TikToks about teachers and, you know, what what rough things teachers are going through or corporate America TikTok. Those are also two things that I get served a lot. Videos from teachers and the, the teaching experience as well as young professionals in their careers and and the things that they have to deal with i highly doubt teenagers are seeing those videos so you're not going to get an exact comparison but there are videos that go viral enough where you're like okay i do see some of that culture and and you'll you'll see what the kids of today are doing so if if you want to know their culture you got to dive into what they're using and they're all using tiktok now at the end of the day like i said tiktok is my favorite like social media platform because I, f- I feel like it it still lands in that social media landscape. I kind of put like Twitch and YouTube in a slightly different category. And I do like Twitch and YouTube more than I like TikTok. But if we're talking like specifically the app-based, yeah, what are my friends doing? I can watch videos from my friends, but also watch videos from other people. The barrier to entry is is very low. Um, you know, it's kind of a way to to see that culture. TikTok of the ones I've talked about so far is a little more on that like media side of things rather than like that social side of things, but we're going to branch them all into social media. I'm not going to do a specific, um, podcast episode on YouTube or Twitch, maybe down the line, but not for this specific one. I'm going to end it out with Twitter and Facebook to round out like my social media, uh, social media sprint that I've been doing this little little arch of or arc of talking about social medias I do like TikTok I wouldn't suggest it to anyone if they're not already using it um unless you want to lose a bunch of hours the whole connection to China and the fact that any Chinese company the Chinese government just has their finger fingers fingers mingled inside of it I don't know to what degree they do it has been revealed that people from the Chinese arm of TikTok were able to access data from the US arm when they've said like, oh no, that doesn't happen. Well, it got revealed that it did happen. So use at your own risk. I don't know what the Chinese government is tracking me with and I don't know how bad that is to my life or those around me. Who knows? I guess it's a risk I'm taking uh, and you can have your own opinions on that. But the app can actually be a lot of fun. and I, I enjoy consuming content. I also kind of enjoy making TikToks. Uh, they're, they're pretty fun and simple to make. Not that my TikToks do well at all, but they're, they're still fun to make. What I am doing, though, 
and this is what I'm going to end with. I am actually starting to take segments from my podcast and editing short videos that I am putting up on TikTok. So I've done two already where I just took a small segment segment from a podcast episode under a minute, uh, threw it into a video editor, put up like just took some pictures that like matched what I was saying and then uploaded that to TikTok. Because again, discoverability is on TikTok. So if, if I can get the TikTok algor- algorithm to push those videos that are promoting my podcast, and if I can turn that into podcast listeners, that's just a win-win for me. Plus, they're kind of fun to make. But anyway, go ahead, like, favorite, share, follow, rate, subscribe to the podcast, whatever you do on your respective platform. Uh, visit my website, jasontebs.com. That has everything I'm doing. So if you want to see my podcasts, if you want to see the TikToks I'm doing, I got a, yeah, I got that on the Pummelhead page. Uh, if you want to see the YouTube videos I'm posting, uh, links to the Pummelhead page, uh, my, my Twitter, all of that on my website, jasontebs.com. Thanks so much for listening. I will catch everybody next time as we talk about either Twitter or Facebook. Yet to decide. Peace out.